Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to make a quick announcement about next week's episode. We will not publish an episode on Monday, November 29th because an unexpected emergency kept us away from the table last week. I'm sorry for the disruption, and I appreciate you sticking with us as we get started. You can expect Monster Game Night to be back with episode number 11 on Monday, December 6th. Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that explores themes of personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children, and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where our coterie of ambitious vampires fights to carve out their turf in a fictional Appalachia dominated by ancient monsters. I am Nick, and I play Jason, the Banu Akeem. This is Ben, playing Tommaso, the perplexed Hakeda. And Josh playing Clear Visions, TV's most famous medium. Oh, and Abatoriador. I'm Russell, and I play Gordon, the paranoid Lasombra. I am Mike, and I'll be your storyteller this evening. Why doesn't our coterie tell us what happened last time on Monster Game Night? Clear Visions and Jason took some bodies to a church and uh, also picked up Rosetta. Tommy stayed behind with Suzanne, and unfortunately, she made a very convincing argument about altering the deal that had been made the previous night. Jason noticed that we were being followed and managed to ditch the tail to get us to our rendezvous. To set the scene, our chronicle opens with our ambitious coterie standing yet again in Suzanne's lab. They are watching intently in this fluorescently lit space as the specter Olivia, who is possessing Rosetta's body, has apparently expressed her dissatisfaction with just being given the Vitae. She said instead, very simply too, she's not being particularly eloquent about this. No. Chalice too. Oh, for the love of God, you could have mentioned that before. That's very true. I just assumed it was that magic liquid. Okay, so minor complication. <laughs> we got a little ahead of ourselves then, right? Typical, huh? Okay, Suzanne, can we leave? Olivia slash Rosetta here in your lab with you. We'll go get that that precious cup for and be right back. Yes, of course. Okay. You two are going to play nice now. Yeah, I just don't want anything bad to happen. No, nothing bad will happen to her here. Olivia? No, Chalice. Okay, yeah, we got that. We're going to get the Chalice. You going to play nice until we get back? No, Chalice. Oh, for God damn it. <laughs> I mean... Didn't you, like, have some big kind of one-on-one with this thing? She never mentioned that? No. This chalice is what was used to drain her aunt dry. Ew. All right, well, fantastic. Since we don't have the spy man hanging around right now, this is going to be not exactly the cleanest operation in the world. Have you two seen him? Nope, not a word. I just assumed he was taking a night off. He had a real rough one yesterday. Oh, yeah, he's he's the one that had the rough one, right? I think so. You know, taking care of your mental health is really important these days and something that we should all be really focused on. All right. Speaking of, have you seen a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me, no therapist wants to see me. I'm not licensed, but we could talk sometime. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Like, all right. I assume this conversation is happening as you're walking towards Rosetta's SUV. Yes. <laughs> I probably need to wrap these bad boys up. I'm not exactly the prettiest gamook on the block right now. And yeah, I know I wasn't pretty before. Don't make any jokes. <laughs> Said things that ugly. Suzanne looks over and says, I did find one of Jerry's lab coats for you. Oh, great. So I look like a burned scientist. Even better. Perfectly normal. Actually, no. That, sorry for the sarcasm. I do actually appreciate that. 
You got a hat we can cover that face up to? That's not a bad idea. She fumbles around for a bit and she says, one of my students left this behind and it is a ball cap for the Jamestown College Jammers. The mascot is a man with long, long dreadlocks playing a guitar. Well, not exactly my preferred fashion choice, but fine. Gotta make do. Let's get out of here. As you walk down the hallway, Jerry pokes his head out of his little office and looks at Clear Visions. It's it's good to see you again. Oh, yeah, you too, Jerry. How are you? I'm, I missed you. I really enjoyed our conversation last. Can I see you again? How about, you know, what if you stop by the tour bus tonight? You know, what about... 4, 4 a.m. Stop by at 4 a.m. If I'm not there, just sit in sit in the waiting room. And I'll see you. Okay. I'll be there. Perfect. You wander the rest of the way to Rosetta's SUV. You hop in. Who is driving? I guess I am. I was before. So I'll just get in the front. The Anthropology Center is very nearby. It is less than a five-minute drive, in fact, from where you are now. You have shaken off your tail this evening very effectively. So that is not a concern at this moment. As you drive across the campus, you come to a section that is no longer Jamestown campus proper, but instead is a research facility in its own right. It has impeccably manicured lawns. The roads have been freshly painted, very dark, brand new asphalt, very bright, clear streetlights. You see a stark, clean building, very square, straight lines, very modern construction with small slitted glass windows. At the center of it, you see a set of glass double doors and overhead in metal text over top of the doors is stamped the Obadiah Cantrell Anthropology Center. Well, here we are. Got us to the place successfully. All right, does anybody have a plan on how to do this? Because the actual breaking and entering thing, not really my thing anymore. I did it when I was a kid. And I'm talking like actual kid, not like that kind of kid. You did pretty good the other day. Is there anyone like walking in or out of this building at this time? Not walking in and out at this time, no. You gather, you can see the lights have been dimmed, pulled low. It's probably closed at this time. The parking lot is not empty. You do see that there are about three vehicles here. Somebody's here. Yeah, probably security. I'll just stroll up to the door and check to make sure it's locked. Clear visions, you step out of the SUV, you walk across this beautifully manicured lawn. Seriously, it would not be out of place in a baseball field. You step onto the concrete sidewalk, you pull on the handle of this glass door, and you hear a rattle. It is very clearly locked. Mm. Well, boys, I've done all I can here. You know, it's definitely locked. Let me go peek around to see if there's another entrance. I'm going to walk around the building. I look around and make a big show and say, Well, darn, we'll have to come back tomorrow. It's very convincing. Jason, you wander around. There does look to be a freight entrance. You find a white aluminum roll-up door with a loading dock next to it. There is also a steel door to the side of it. I carefully try both. They are both also locked. I look up the building, see if there's any windows or anything. There are. They're very narrow slits. You... Gather to some extent at this point, this building was in fact made to be difficult to enter. Hmm. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that Jason comes back and tells us this. Because, all right, hold on. Yeah, okay, so uh, there is a, a surface entrance in the back. There's a garage door and a steel door. Both of those are locked as well. All right, hold on. I got an idea. I'm going to give Skeeter a call. You hear Skeeter's voice. He's very chipper and in fact awake at this time of night. Yeah? 
Hey, Skeeter. Mr. Bianchi, it's real nice to hear from you. Listen, we got a situation here. I need somebody to help me get into the Anthropology Center quickly. No questions asked. What do you got? Right away, right away, Mr. Bianchi. I got, I'll find someone and send them your way. Okay, but remember, discreet, okay? Yeah, I'll make sure they're discreet. We'll make sure we have an extra bonus coming your way this month. You got it? I appreciate that. Great. Are there any cameras or anything around this building? Give me a roll of wits plus awareness. Good call. Five successes. There are very clearly cameras on each corner of the building, as well as over the entrances. Clear Visions did a great job of pretending to be mistaken that he's going to come back in the morning. Jason, you really didn't do anything like that. Well, I definitely got saw the cameras. Crap. So, well, I, I just look like some punk who's just tried to get in and noticed the doors were locked and walked away. So... Yeah, with a guitar hanging on your back. Yeah, well, as long as they don't see me again, I should be okay. <sighs> All right, hold on. I'm going to call Skeeter back. Mr. Bianchi? Uh, so, unfortunately, um, one of my associates probably got seen by the cameras. You got something you can do about that, too? Uh, I can smash them real good. Yeah, yeah, we can handle that, too. So, all right, if you don't have anything, you don't have anything. I still need the locksmith, but... Have to figure something else out. Well, that's good because he's already on his way. Good, good, good. Tell him to park up the street, okay? I'll call him right up right now. All right, appreciate it. What do you wish to do? Anybody got any ideas? Because technology ain't my jam, as you know. Hey, Claire, these are cameras, right? Yes. Oh, that's right. You don't run the cameras. Oh, no. I uh, have tried. I forgot to hit the record button a few times. So that was. <laughs> That was a real big issue. Well, do you have anybody on the crew that could help out with this? Anything? No, not really. I was mildly hoping there would be some guards or something we could just sort of talk our way in. That's more my thing. Why don't you have Teresa just park in front of one and block it? Oh, I could do that. That's a smart idea. Okay, Teresa. There's a reason we keep you around, kid. I just need you to block those, those cameras right by the front door. There is a rustle of feathers as Teresa flutters off. She finds a pair of cameras and stretches out her wings. She's got like a five foot wingspan. She's not a small bird. She is apparently able to block both of them almost instantaneously at that point. As the cameras are being blocked, you see a flashlight being held by someone wandering through the hallways. You can trace their progress with the light in the windows. How much how much time have we got? Until they come out? Yeah. They're on their way to come out, I would say, two to three minutes. Who got someone coming? All right, kid. We probably need to take him out. Yeah, he's going to open the door for us. Yeah, let's sneak up there. And then when he opens the door, I'll give him a sucker punch. Hey, how how about uh, you leave this to the two of us? You can stay here, okay? Oh, I'm getting in that building. You're coming in the building, yes, but let us take care of the guard. You can just, you just wait here for a minute and relax, okay? That sounds good to me. Okay, all right. A few moments later, you see the guard holding a flashlight step into the view of these glass doors. He is a middle-aged man with thinning hair parted along the side. He's wearing a gray security guard's uniform with that glossy plastic badge that's attached to it. He pushes the door open and starts to shine his flashlight up at Teresa and kind of wave his hands. Shoo, 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 bird, go away. Hey, uh, sorry about that. Um, re- research animal got loose from the lab. Let me, uh... Let, let me get close to it here, and I'll try to I'll try to get it down. Just hold on, don't don't scare it off. All right, you get your bird down before I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine, fine. So I'm gonna sneak up right next to him, and then I'm just gonna give me a roll of strength plus brawl. 
While he's doing this, I'm grabbing the door. All right. You have no trouble doing that. He left his foot kind of cocked in it to keep it open. At this point, you can see the headlights from the locksmith that Skeeter called pulling up. (laughs) Okay. Willpower for sure, because fuck these dice. Those are the ones I got you, right? No. Oh, good. Yeah, get fucked by other dice. Don't dice cheat on me. (laughs) Much better. That went from one success to five. He turns around as Tommaso, just to be clear, I'm not trying to kill him or anything. You know you haven't caused this man any lasting damage, and while he will have a hell of a bruise on his face, he's not going to be able to remember very well the few minutes that transpired before this. He'll probably remember the door hitting him, and maybe the bird knocked him out or something. Oof. Good night. Yeah, yeah. Had to improvise, you know. Okay, that works. We're in. All right, old man, come on. Okay, I'm going to stroll up to the door. Okay, Teresa, we're going to come back out this direction. When I knock four times on the window, do the same thing. Okay? (laughs) You're the best. And I'm going to give a wave to the locksmith and just like say, like, stay there. Yeah, you see that a scraggly faced bald man has gotten out. He's walking over the tool belt. Tommaso waves him off. He turns around and wanders back to his truck, gets back in and leaves. Oh, so I'm going to I'm going to drag the guy inside. And if he's got like a key ring or something, I'm taking it. He doesn't have a key ring. He is wearing a belt lanyard that has an RFID badge on it. Taking that. Does he have a radio? He does have a radio. Yeah. Take that too. Yep. He has a watch. He has a wallet. He has pretty crappy shoes. Decent glasses, though. We're not looting. We're just taking a couple things we need. How many gold teeth does he have? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, old man. Leave the wallet alone. Hey, let me see that wallet for a second. No, no <laughs> wallets. I just want to see it. No. I'm Wait. looking at his driver's license. Yeah, I think you owe me like $27 or something from a few days ago. Shit. We don't have time for this. <laughs> I'm noting his name and his address. Brandon Grayson. He lives just off of Port Street in apartment 1B. That'll work. Thank you, Mr. Grayson. Do they have a map of this place? There are a few things, first of all. So as you step in, you're standing in the entryway of a modern and sleek museum. Floors themselves are a very soft carpet that you can step on and be very silent so as not to disturb the other patrons of the facility. There is a map on the wall that is labeled with things like early settlers of the Appalachia Mountains. There is also a sign that stands in the middle. It's obviously a new installation. It's a cheap aluminum frame printed eight and a half by 11 paper sign with papyrus font obviously put up pretty recently. And it says, see the Jamestown chalice. And it is pointing off to the right. The whole museum is shaped like a big square. So you probably gather that like wherever you go, you're going to run into this thing. Well, I think it's pretty obvious where we need to go. Problem is, we got to make sure we don't get seen here. Are there any cameras inside? Going off your earlier role, yes, there are plainly cameras inside. Damn it, we got cameras everywhere. The guy's flashlight started up and took him a couple minutes to get to the door. So I would assume that he came from the security office. Yeah. So I would say we try to find that. So retracing his footsteps, you step off to your right. You walk down the hallway a little ways and you are faced with a steel door. You see that the entrance to it is clearly locked. Are we on a camera right now? You are. God. Who doesn't put a camera in front of their security office? Come on. Me. Because <laughs> I have a security office. <laughs> I stop a short of the camera. Oh, hold up. Hold up. There's a camera right there. Good eyes, kid. Okay. Um, All I'm saying is, 
okay, let's just put the key on there, go in there, rewind the tapes, you know, they won't even know what hit them. Maybe they just replay 115 in the morning twice. We'll see what happens. You know, I, I forget how old you are sometimes, but they don't use tapes anymore. It's, what, this is CCTV, right? It's got like four pixels. We'll be fine. If you're so confident, go right ahead. I, I think you're the most distinct out of any of us. Of course I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's, Don't you know who you're talking to? That's, yeah, um, that's the point I'm trying to make. I'd say our name, but we're on TV right now. <laughs> Cameras don't have microphones, so there at least there's that. Thank goodness. Oh, good. Clearvision TV's most famous medium.com. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you think you can... You. <laughs> it's like you he's think, got a tick or yeah, something. You think you can rig the tapes if we get in there? Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I'm sure it's just like hitting rewind. Oh, God, I hope you're God, right. I want to inside check that. <laughs> All I'm saying, be kind, rewind. We just rewind the tapes and then let it start playing again. We'll be we'll be fine. Here, Tommy, you just stay right here for a moment. Let me let me have that hat. All right, enjoy. I put the hat on real low, cover my face. Okay. Dash it. All right, I'm going to try to unlock this door for you. Okay. What are you doing? I'm attempting to pick the lock. <laughs> you're going to pick the lock. We have we have the key. Yeah, we got those scans. Oh, well, yeah. never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take that. Try to stealth by the camera and boop. Okay, right. now let me see the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the key. Give me the key. Oh, Tommy. There you go. All right. I take it. I go and I unlock it. There was a beep. It unlocked. Didn't stealth by the camera? Nah. I don't think that was a possibility. <laughs> you hear the lock retract. Your hand is on the handle. Are you opening it? Yes. We should probably be worried. There might be other people in there. You open the door and you see monitors attached to a wall watching many, many cameras. There's at least two dozen cameras monitoring this. The room with the cameras, though, does look to be empty. It seems that Teresa distracted the only person who was watching the cameras tonight. You say there's a small break room in this area as well, but at least for the moment, it looks like what has transpired on the cameras was seen just by... The man you incapacitated earlier. Psst, hey, we're clear. Okay. I'm going to need a big cup of water. Is there uh, one in there? Okay, just chuck it on the hard drive. What's what's your plan here? You just want to fry the thing? Well, I, well, what kind of controls does this thing have? A couple of keyboards are attached to it. You see that there's a bank of switches for moving and piloting the cameras around. Okay. So first things first, where's the rewind button? And I'll just start looking over all the keys. First things first, I'm going to move the cameras. How do you guys want to do this? I think this is kind of a shared pool that you guys are doing together. You want to move the cameras, and you want to see if you can overwrite what's already there. So what's our role? Intelligence technology. You could take the lead. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any dice in technology? No. No. Okay, you cannot add a (laughs) die to this for Clear Vision's help. I'm just here for moral support. You got this. (laughs) Okay, look for the one that looks like two arrows facing left. (laughs) <laughs> rouse the blood that time i do get hungrier three but jason sends blood to his brain and gets smarter for a little bit mm. will power you do also see on these cameras there are two other security guards wandering around here and another figure a young man wearing just a button-down shirt and khakis looks to be wandering around too with a clipboard so it looks like we got so it looks like we got two other people here 
three if you count that other dude. I want to note their location and direction. The security guards are spaced out pretty well, evenly. The young man seems to be kind of flitting between exhibit. Can I ping them and then add them to our, our radar for the for the raid? <laughs> totally, yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. definitely. You, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hit F, they all show up, you can see them through walls now. <laughs> Shh, creeper. They got, got that beautiful orange outline. Yep. Good. Yep, that that payday, the heist. Yeah, you got it. I got four successes. That is enough to have no trouble repositioning the cameras however you would like to. Four successes, however, is not enough to defeat their security and overwrite what has already transpired, but I will allow you to succeed at a cost. You realize that the only way is going to be very destructive, and so your hope of doing this without leaving a trace would be gone, but your faces would no longer be on camera. You would have to destroy the recordings. Yeah, I have no idea how to tamper with these recordings. We're going to have to destroy this thing. Okay. Perfect. Give me that glass of water. Right. I'm going I'm to reposition the cameras. Just uh, each one's just going to face a wall. Okay. Okay. You guys have fun. Hold on a second. I'm going to go back. I'm going to get the guy's body. And once they finish destroying everything, I'm just going to slump him in front of the destroyed panel with his face down. <laughs> Try to make it look like he did it or something. I don't know. Nice. You have destroyed the recordings of you that existed. Where are you going next? So there's three people out there that we still got to deal with, right? Are any of them immediately in our way? Yes, they will be, and you have just blinded your ability to watch them. Yeah, so on the cameras, when we were looking at the chalice, mm -hmm. was it like in a case, or was it up on just a pedestal? Like, what was it like? I should have gotten at that. So the chalice itself has, in fact, been set up in its own separate exhibit. It has been set up in an exhibit that is actually a workspace for the anthropologists who are examining it. So it is behind a big plexiglass window that the public can see. The chalice itself is sitting in a plexiglass case on a table. Okay. You can see tools of the trade in there and like a computer and some other documents kind of about. All right. You guys stand watch. Well, you're going to have to be quick. So I'm going to run in there. Hold on one second. They could have alarms on this thing. What if we just use that security badge again? It's possible it might work, but I still feel like there might be something in here that you need to turn off to move the thing. This ain't the Smithsonian. Yeah, obviously, but all right, all right if you want to risk it, have fun. Um, if the alarm goes off, we've already destroyed those drives. We may as well just run for it. Yeah, you need to run like hell, kid. But Exactly, I'm already halfway to the door. <laughs> That's what I do. All right, you sure you don't want me keeping watch for you further up? Yeah, you keep watch for me. All right, let's go. I'm watching towards the, like, the entrance. Okay. I'll watch in the other direction. Jason, I need a roll of dexterity plus stealth. Add two dice because you have seen the position of the guards, but you don't have anything helping you evade the intern because he's kind of flitting between exhibits and doesn't seem to have a real pattern. Five successes. Jason, you wander through these hallways, very grateful that the carpet is made to be traipsed and traversed silently. You come to the exhibit. The door itself is open. You can step right on inside, and you are faced with the chalice. Clear visions, I need you to roll resolve plus auspects. I'm going to rouse the blood. I do not get hungrier. That is four successes. In the past, Clear Visions has had visions of this city, of Jamestown. 
prominently featured in them was a raven. Clear Visions sees a raven snatch up the chalice from a firm wooden table and then fly back later and seemingly replace it and then place a plexiglass cover over top of it with a gleam in its eye. He notices that as the raven flies away, in its other talon, it's still holding the chalice. Oh, son of a... I'll start making my way to the group. Where the fuck are you going? Don't ask me how I know, but that thing's a fake. Wait, seriously? God damn it. Tommy, fate has shown me the wide void and the unfolding future. Yeah, I've seen your show, yeah. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. And uh, I saw a raven replace it with a fake one and then keep one in its claw and fly away. And he had like a, he had like a wink in his eye. Like he was like a, look at this, wink. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, we got to stop the kid. Come on. Jason. (laughs) (laughs) I tried really hard to do it quiet and I can't. So I'm I'm assuming I can see them through the plexiglass wall. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'll wave my arms and flail them about. Hey, 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 hey. My hands are hovering over the case. Uh, I'll do a... I point at the chalice, and I point at the ground, and then I put a a big X over my head, and then I I swipe my hand from the left to right of my neck, like you're going to be beheaded. Also, round third. (laughs) So I'm pointing at the chalice, going, yes, uh, signaling the same motion around my neck. No, good, nod, yes, yes, abort ah. mission. I need Jason to roll intelligence plus investigation. Oh, fuck, I believe I've already roused the blood once for intelligence here, so that should still roll, right? Yep, your brain is bigger right now. Sick, big brain mode. Use it. Ah, uh, shit. You got to use it. Willpower. Four. As Jason could probably guess, this case is clearly alarmed, which is not that shocking. But what is surprising is that the table that it's sitting on, there is a seam along the edge of it, and there looks to be a small slip of paper poking out of it. And that catches Jason's attention because as he feels around, there's a lock on the bottom of this table. Hmm. I gently pull on that piece of paper. Jason pulls out the piece of paper that's poking out and he begins to read it. There's a crinkle as it gets pulled through the seam and he finds a note. What does that note say? Make copies and disseminate. Move original when SD gets Board? Devin. Well, shit. Spectrographic dating of Jamestown Chalice. Chet Wicker, PhD, Jamestown Anthropology. And then there's a sticky note on it that says, find for publication. It does say final for publication. That's just oh, crappy fuck. font. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, and just to be clear for our listeners, um, the part that Jason read out loud was written in handwriting. Meanwhile, the spectrographic dating of Jamestown Charles, blah, 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 that was in font. So that was clearly typed. I look around to see if there's anything else in this room. There is that lock under the desk. No other, like, cabinets or anything? There are other cabinets, yeah. Are they open? Can I open them? You look through them, they look like they contain just various tools and brushes and things like that. Okay, uh, yeah. I'm going to attempt this lock. All right. Give me a roll 
of dexterity plus larceny. And I've roused the blood for dexterity already. Aren't you just Superman right now? I am definitely in my wheelhouse. <laughs> this is why I'm the one doing this. Four. Do you want to succeed at the cost? That cost will be that you're going to leave evidence on this lock that it was opened. But they're not going to know who. They won't. Before I do this, and I'll make a preparedness roll for this if I have to, but I'm going to say I prepared a vial for my spider climb. Okay. I'm going to drink that first. Okay. I think that you have that prepared. I think that I want to assume that Jason would prepare that kind of thing. want to make the Spider-Man joke again. Just in case. I'm sorry. All right. I'm doing it. Jason unlocks it. As he pulls it away, he notices that there is a huge scuff on the wood from where his lockpick slipped during an early attempt that wasn't there before. He reveals the entirety of the report Thumbing through it, this report, the spectrographic dating of the Jamestown chalice, you see that there are notes about it that says the chalice appears to be, it's about five pages thick. And what stands out to him, though, is that there is a summary, and it says the chalice appears to be approximately, and then black line redacted, and a thin spidery script has written 100 years old. It goes on a little further, and there is script that says it was produced more black redacted markings in a gift shop some time ago in London as a trinket for tourists. Yeah, like I believe that. There is also, as he thumbs through it at the bottom of it, he comes across a map. And this map, at first as you stare at it, shows the layout of the museum and the various exhibits. You flip it over, and underneath it says Vault 1B on the back of it. And this museum? Looks like this museum. All right, I'm going to tuck all those papers into my jacket and run back out to where these two are waiting. Took you long enough. Did you tell we were trying to tell you that thing's a fake? Yeah, yeah, I got that. I found out, figured out it was a fake. But what I did, I found these uh, papers analyzing it. Somebody's obviously trying to uh, edit the information about it. But there's a map here indicating a vault in this museum. So we might find the original there. A vault, huh? Okay. Huh. So, I saw a vision with a raven replacing that, that chalice with a, another chalice and then leaving with that, with that chalice, the same one. I don't know, it was confusing. Sounds like it, yeah. I keep seeing this raven all over the place. Yeah, I'm about to think this raven might be. Yeah, uh, do you have any idea what this might stand for? I don't, but maybe your cousin does. I think she's a little more connected to this area than we are. We got we got a bigger problem to address. We need to get this thing, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. Did I see on the map before where the vaults might be? The vault is in the direction of the service elevator that you've seen before. It looks like there's a stairwell that leads down to the service elevator, and then it leads to a basement that's used for storage that storage area it looks like there is a series of vaults and they are numbered there's vault 1a vault 1b let's make a break for it if we use that elevator somebody's gonna know exactly i don't know if either one of you has been a safe cracker before but that kind of takes a while hey you got that radio yes i do why don't you go over the radio say you're that guard and just uh let them know that we're we're taking the elevator down so they're not gonna be alarmed that it's activated uh, you, you realize that 
I probably don't sound like some old man from Kentucky, right? Visions. You're the performer here. Hello, y'all. How, <laughs> how did I do? It's not bad. It's getting better than I could do. Here. <clears throat> I'm going to start stealthing towards the elevator. Dexterity plus stealth. And you? I'll click the radio, and I'm going to say, Officer Grayson here, just going to check down in that elevator. This is Devin. I'm not sure you need to be going down that way. Well, hi. Going down there for Chet Wicker, PhD. He sent me down there to double check it. Just make sure everything's all good. Give me a roll of charisma plus performance. No, he was... He was heading out for the night, and he asked me to check it just to make sure before he left. That's five successes. All right, Brandon. I I guess I'm just misinformed on some things. That checks out, though. That's seven successes on my stealth. You are extremely silent. You pass by the intern with the clipboard. You also walk past both of the other guards. You arrive at the freight elevator. You call it. It arrives immediately. Clear Visions and Tommaso, you see that there's a couple of guards in between you and Jason right now. I think he's on his own on this one. I'm going to call out over the radio again. Have you guys seen that weird bird floating around? No, what? What's going on? I saw it fly down by the uh, by the parking garage. He's like doing circles and smacking against the building. Pretty hilarious. I'm real bored. I'm going to go check that out right now. You'll cover my spot for me, right? Oh, I gotcha. Thanks, Brandon. Okay, I think we should be good. <laughs> All right, I got to give you credit. That was pretty good. Thanks, I've been working on it. I only have one other voice. (laughs) Where did that student go? He's still wandering around, obviously absorbed in what he's doing. He's about to go straight to hell when I sucker punch him on the way down. Just walk by. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I'm just going to walk to the elevator. Don't bother him. Let's go. The three of you gather at the freight elevator. It is open. There is a cage separating you from its interior. Going down. Ding, ding. Sorry. (laughs) As you stand on the corrugated metal that is the floor of the freight elevator, shutters travels down. As we're riding down, did it seem to you like one of those guards was the guy that Clear was talking to before? What are you talking about? Devin guy that was on the radio. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. That just something doesn't seem right about this to me. How so? All right, hold on a second. I got a bad feeling about this. Let me give that Paulson guy a call, see if he can get Gordon to come over here. Are you saying I did a bad job? No, you did a fantastic job, believe me. That's right. Say it again. There's a soft chime as the doors pull open. You haven't pulled the cage back yet. You see that there is a steel vault door. Next to the steel vault door, you see a glass window with wire stretched through it. Next to the window, there's a door. And on that door, it reads, Devin Jalissa. Chief of Facility Services. You see the light is on. We gotta get this guy to come out. Alright, who has the hat? Uh, here you go. I am going to toss the hat down the hall. You hear the door of Devin's office click open. Yeah, I knew you were coming. No real need to throw your hat. Brandon? Brandon? Brandon, I thought they sent you down here. I'm on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if this is Euphemia, you can come out now. This isn't funny anymore. What? I did what you said. I left your note. As he turns around to grab the hat, drop it down. There is a shout as you drop onto Devin's back. Do not kill him, please. It's never the plan. Just make it sure. Yeah, I'm just going to like choke him until he passes out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> choking sounds. Realistic choking sounds. 
Be careful when you Google that, please. I'm already on all the lists. It won't change anything. (laughs) (laughs) So you have an incapacitated Devin. What do you wish to do? Find a way to open this door. I'm going to drag him back into his office, situate him all nice and everything, because we don't have Mr. Forget-Me-Not over here. (laughs) Right? I would like to search, like, his office. His office is actually extremely bare. It is astonishingly spartan. It is a brightly lit, almost harshly white room that has a folding table in it and, like, a folding lawn chair at it and just a single laptop is all that's in here. What about Devin? Has he got anything on him? I'm switching his person. (laughs) Yeah. He does not have a ton on him. You find his wallet, you find his phone, you find some cash. He does have an RFID badge of his own, as well as a walkie-talkie. What are you looking for on his... Oh, we're taking the radio and the badge. He is a boxer's man. (laughs) Like, what kind of vault door was this? One that requires, like, a regular key, or... It requires a code. It's kind of a classic steel padlock that you twist, and then there's a hand wheel that you turn to retract the teeth and open pull the vault open look for a code i check his wallet he doesn't really have like any money on him this guy looks pretty broke sorry clear nah, nothing in here what about his computer looking at his computer you look at it going through it there is a folder that is labeled facility documents inside there is a file named vault code you How click convenient. on it open that <laughs> It is locked. Does it need a password? It needs a password. I'm going to put in his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Just roll a D10. It's a six. I was looking for a five or higher for that to work. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) His birthday works. As you open the folder, you find a series of codes. There is a code that says 1A... And then there is a much longer code that says 1B. And then there is an extremely long code that says 1C. Yeah, did we see a 1C door like labeled around here? You did not. I care much more about that. Good, but that's not what we're here to do. I only had one vault. Oh, here. Uh, Put this code and open that one. I'm going to look around. Okay, I do that. It takes a while. Jason's going to be here for five or ten minutes. It's a process. If you do it wrong, it locks up again. Is anybody else doing anything but opening the vault? Keeping an eye on the elevator. Make sure it doesn't like start going back up. Listening to the radio. After a little while, what is Clear Visions doing? I'm, I'm trying to look at all the walls. See if there's like a hidden door or something. Give me intelligence plus investigation. I'm going to roll that too. The two of you take a look around together. I only got one success. I got three. Your attention returns to Devin's laptop. You see that on his calendar, he has marked clear the building the following weekend. You also observe that that for a vault, there are a lot of signs of foot traffic coming this way. Floor has a lot of scuff marks and the rubber residue of shoes clearly wandering across it. This is a fairly isolated space of the building. This is not a... And so someone else comes here a whole lot. Jason, you finish putting in the code. You can feel the handle retracting. What are you doing? Slowly open it just a bit to look inside. You are greeted by a room that looks very similar to the museum that you were in before. Gray, comfortable carpet. You see that there are stands 
and small exhibits through here. You see that there are cases and railings and barriers throughout this, and that on the far side of the wall, there is another vault door. The what? Hey guys, check this out. There's a whole other museum behind here. The hell? That... What is going on in this place? What's on exhibit in there? I'm going to make you roll for this one. This is intelligence academics, I think is the correct pull for this, unless you have another way that you're going to try to learn what's on display in here. Um, if you're going to use another power or another ability. Could a cult substitute? I would take a cult. You'll get a different set of answers for it. Well, I mean, I don't have either of these, so it doesn't matter. I was just trying to come up with something else. For something. Yeah, I'll try to use a cult. A cult, I have seven. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> I'll try the academics. <laughs> so let's, how many dice are you going to have in these two pools together? I have three. You have three. Okay. I will give you academic answers then, if you get them. Actually, I take that back. I have nine. Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. That was not a good roll. I'm going to spend my last willpower. Better. That's six. How many did Clear Visions get? Uno. Clear Visions. What stands out to you? The artifacts on display here, they don't seem to make any sense. They are from a smattering of ancient civilizations. You couldn't place any of them, but you can tell at least with your untrained eye that these aren't from a single society. However, Jason, what stands out to you is that they all portray a sense of symmetry and death and rebirth. They're all from civilizations that must have had some form of either sense for an immortal spirit or resurrection. You're not sure that you could place what these societies were because you're not an academic, but just looking at them, that is their occult nature. So uh, all of these societies have like a similar cultic nature to them. Something about rebirth and an immortal life. Hmm, that's just great. Do we see the... We don't see the chalice anywhere here. The chalice does not appear to be in this room. And this is the end of the room. There's no other doors or anything. There's one more vault door. There's, yeah, the vault door. Let's try that second code in there. We got All right. it. All right. Going for it. Are you opening that door as well? Yep. Are you doing anything before you open that door? Can I enhance my senses and try to like listen to see if there's any weird stuff on the other side? You certainly may. So with your heightened senses, how many dice do you have in your pool of wits plus awareness? Eight. Eight. With my heightened senses. So just going off of that, because we're trying to keep this moving. Yep. First of all, this door, you hear a small, soft chirping. This door is very clearly alarmed. You don't see any keypad to disarm it with. Whatever it is, as far as you can tell, when this door opens, it sounds an alarm, no matter what. Secondly, on the other side, you do not hear with clear visions, physical ears. You do feel a very strong presence of an occult nature on the other side of this. I hear something on the other side. It's a, it's, it's a little chirping. I thought it might have been a bird, but it's probably an alarm thinking about it. But uh, there's something strong on the other side. Strong? Like a presence? Like something I need to beat down or what? 
something occult. Oh, great. I, I feel a dark pool in that direction. So it's something I can't punch. The waxing and waning of the moon, you know, you feel it in your gut, you feel it in your navel, expands from your aura, you could feel it in you. Okay, show whatever. I wonder if this alarm then is going to go off if just when the door opens, it's meant to alert someone that the door's open, or if it's just if you get the code wrong. And there's only one way to find out. I think we just got to go ahead and do it. We've come this far. Unless you guys got any other ideas. You want to give it a shot, Jason? I'll do it. I'm going to walk back out. I'm going to position myself in front of the elevator just to wait to see if it moves or anything like that. Because if it starts to, like, close up, I'm going to, like, jam the gate open, make sure it can't go up. You said this takes a while, right? Takes a while. Okay. Five to ten minutes. I want to... Harden my throat. (laughs) While he's doing this, I'm going to write a small message on a business card and put it in Devin's pocket. What is the message? E, this is your last chance to get away. We will destroy you. Very nice. (laughs) So proud of you. Jason, you're putting in the code? Yep. You put in the code. You reach the last digit. Jason, are you opening this door? Very slowly. Jason, you retract the latches back. You slowly pull the door open. And that is where we will end our session for the evening. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, we're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us at the table this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and I am joined at the table by... Ben, playing Tommaso. Josh, playing Clear Visions. And Nick, playing Jason. Tune in next week. We release an episode every Monday and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatchers. We'd love to hear from you on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Monster Game Night. Also, please give us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it. Word of mouth is the best way for our small, independent show like ours to grow. Hope that you can come to our next Monster Monster Game Game Night. Night. Metal text. It reads the... Sorry, I have to look this up because I always forget it because it's fucking long. Pause. Pause. Cut. It is the... What is that called? What's it, it called? It is called... Them goddamn Natural History <laughs> Museum. <laughs> Them old goddamn Obadiah Cantrell Anthropology Center. How, how you say that word? Anthropology? Yeah, that's right.